Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rob Gunther. It's Friday, October 14th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we discussed the problem with colleges in their early decision application process. The best way to get rid of it would be just an outright ban. I believe that would be a good thing to do. I don't think it's realistic. But first, here's the latest. Few things in life are as definitive as a Supreme Court order telling you no. That's what happened yesterday in a one-sentence unsigned ruling. The high court denied Donald Trump's emergency request to reinstate Judge Eileen Cannon's decision that a special master review classified documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. It was a last-ditch attempt by the former president to delay the Justice Department's criminal investigation into the whole mishandling of sensitive government material affair. Five people, including an off-duty police officer, were shot to death last night in Raleigh, North Carolina. It happened on a walking trail at around 5 p.m. Two others were injured. People in the area sheltered in their homes for more than four hours before police were able to arrest the suspect. Police are only describing the shooter as a white juvenile. Raleigh Mayor Marion Baldwin spoke after the shooting. We must stop this mindless violence in America. We must address gun violence. This is the 25th mass shooting in the U.S. this year. This week, we celebrate six months since Elon Musk announced he's buying Twitter. And it's yet to actually happen, but the whole ordeal has been nothing if not great for a half year of constant news headlines. Like this one. Twitter has submitted a court filing demanding to see documents relating to a federal government's investigation into Musk's $44 billion bid. It's unclear what that means, but in June, the SEC sent a letter to the Tesla founder. That's around the time Musk started trying to back out of the deal over claims of too many bots on the platform. Is that the federal investigation? Is it something else? What happens next? Honestly, who knows? Musk is on borrowed time. He has just weeks to raise the financing before Twitter takes him to court. Among the revelations Thursday about what it was like inside the Capitol building on January 6th is this. Tape released on CNN of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her staff seeing the rioters making their way from the ellipse to the Capitol. Secret Service said... Pelosi's staff lets the speaker know that, for now, Donald Trump will not be coming to Congress. I'll be coming. I'm going to punch him out. This is oh, my no, mom. I would pay to see that. I'm waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. One of Rock and Roll's founders is being honored with his own street name in New Orleans. This time I'm walking to New Orleans. Antoine Fats Domino spent most of his life, even after he became famous, on Caffin Avenue in the city's Lower Ninth Ward. Now, Caffin Avenue will bear his name instead. Fats Domino sold more than 100 million records, with hits including Blueberry Hill and Ain't That a Shame. He died in 2017 at age 89. On Saturday, a second line parade begins at 11 a.m. to celebrate, something people in this community say has been a long time coming. Here at The Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. 
Now for a look at the business of higher education, starting with a quick question. Which do you think is harder to get into, Harvard or Tulane? Sure, Harvard. But if you look closely, Tulane actually has a lower acceptance rate if you only look at who gets in by applying by the so-called regular deadline. Tulane, like a lot of colleges and universities, really, really wants you to apply early decision. And it can mean you have a better chance of getting in but at a cost. James Murphy specializes in higher ed policy, and he says early decision has become another way the system favors the rich. So James, first, can you explain what early decision is? So let's start with regular decision. That's when you apply to a college, usually a deadline in January, and you'll hear back in April. Okay, That's how the vast majority of students apply to four-year colleges. Then there's early decision. So early decision The deal there is that you apply by November 1st and by sometimes November 15th, and you get a decision back by mid-December. The trick here is that when you apply early decision, you commit to attending that university if you're admitted. And the benefit of early decisions for students isn't just knowing sooner whether you got in or not. It's also that you may have a higher chance of actually getting accepted if you apply early, you write. So how does that work? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Early decision was created in the 1950s. And from the beginning, it was sold as solely a benefit to students, right? This is for students who really know where they want to go. It's going to relieve the pressure. Uh, They'll get an answer back and they'll know where they're going to college next year and they can relax for the rest of their senior year. Students who are savvy, typically wealthy students, students who are getting good advice, know that applying early decision can vastly increase your chances of getting in. You know, um, at Columbia, I think it's three times the chances of getting in early decision. At Duke, I think it's four times the chance. Um, The reality, of course, is that it's mostly a benefit for colleges. Um, What early decision does for colleges is it reduces the risk for them. They can admit students knowing that, hey, you're going to come if we let you in. And so they can basically take care of a lot of priorities for them. The other issue, of course, is who are the students who know about the advantage that early decision provides? Plus, who are the students who have the ability to make a commitment to enroll in an institution without looking at competing financial aid offers? Hmm. So some colleges defend early decisions, saying it actually helps improve racial and economic diversity. But you say that for the most part, it doesn't and it only favors the rich. So get into that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, the basic problem with figuring out if it does increase diversity is that we don't have any data showing that. And I'm not saying that there isn't any data to show that. It's that the United States Department of Education collects no information about early decision. It collects no information, honestly, really about the demographics of college admissions, about like, you know, racial background of how many people are applying and admitted. It just shows who's enrolled. So what we really need is we need some data showing that's the case. We do have some information from the Common Application, and the Common Application serves about 900 colleges. Common Application shared data with me showing essentially the likelihood of applying early decision. So it's you're much m- more likely to apply if you are wealthy, if you're white, if you're Asian American, or if you're an international student. Because you know about it. 
because you know about it. Well, yeah. that's it. It's yeah. It's it's not it's not just about having the money to do it. It's about know how, right? It's about financial capital, money, but it's also about cultural capital, know how, right? Like being aware, like this is a thing out in the world. Yeah, yeah. So then, is there any way to change things to make them more fair? So the cleanest and probably the best way to get rid of it would be just an outright ban. I believe that would be a good thing to do. I don't think it's realistic. I think it's too hard of a fight. Um, So a couple things I think that could be done. One would be to ban it at public colleges. Other things I think that would be useful here would be to simply spread awareness Right. So to make sure that all students are aware of the benefit, the power of applying early decision. Say you or someone you love is applying for college. What would you recommend if it is a student who does have access to all the things that allow them to apply for early decision, but they care about fairness? Should they just take their chances with regular decision? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I I am not a big believer in fixing systemic problems like this through individual moral choices and actions. So we need to come up with essentially systemic solutions to systemic problems rather than wagging our finger at people who apply early decision or hire college consultants or anything like that. James, thanks so much for chatting. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. James Murphy is a higher education policy analyst at Education Reform Now. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rob Gunther. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Olito, and Dave Smith, who's spending time with his new baby. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer, and we had help this week from Dan Gooding. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>